Hello and welcome back to the Unicorns and Meat Cleavers podcast. This is episode two. recording it's recording <laughs> all right we're gonna start today off with a little game <laughs> it's like two lies and a truth but instead of two lies two lies and a truth or two truths and a lie <laughs> <laughs> and cut okay so we're gonna start <laughs> embrace and, embrace the mess just and, keep going and cut. embrace the mess okay we're gonna start today off with two lies and game. a truth keep going <laughs> with a little game called two lies and a truth okay let me stop no, i'm keeping that it's hilarious. no you're <laughs> cut and try again um okay so we're starting today off with a fun little game called two lies and a truth <laughs> two truths and a lie what is it uh, two lies and a truth. That's what it is. Um, except for instead of two truths, I did more because there was, um, I did like four truths and one lie. Um, four truths and a lie. So how am I able to pick out, <laughs> am I supposed to pick out the lie? Yes. Oh, all right. Isn't that how it works? No, two truths and a lie <laughs> is. Isn't it, isn't it two truths and a lie? Two lies and I think it's two truths and a lie. I think it is. Okay, so four truths and a lie. Why didn't you say we're playing four truths and a lie? <laughs> Whatever. We're playing four truths and a lie, <laughs> but it's um, phobia edition. So Ooh. let's have some fun here. So you get to tell me which one you think is the lie. Okay, okay well, let me uh, just channel my far superior intellect. <clears throat> Carry on. Um, okay, so number one, pogo no phobia. Pogo no mophobia. <laughs> and bear with me if I pronounce any of these wrong because some of them are a little interesting. Uh, yes, pogo no phobia is a fear of beards. Pogo no phobia is a fear of facial hair. Yes, correct. Okay. Beards. Okay. Yes. Plantriomaphobia, the fear of grass clippings. <laughs> grass clippings. Correct. Oh, I didn't think there was one specific enough for grass clipping. All right. If you didn't think that okay. one. What was the name of it? Uh, Plantriomaphobia. If there is a mophobia in there, okay. <laughs> um, if, you're, if you're excited about that how specific that one is let's let's go on um arachai arachai is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth okay um <laughs> reminds me of a shell silverstein poem maybe the king that ate a peanut butter sandwich all the time maybe that's <laughs> what he contracted afterwards maybe okay now this one's a doozy um, hippopotamonstrosis quipidolyphobia is... Fear of long words? Is the fear of long ah, words. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and That's then, mean. That's just mean. <laughs> I know. I Yeah, I know. That, one, that one's bad. Um, decidophobia is the fear of making decisions. So is the last one a lie? 
<laughs> you tell me. What is that? Is that Decidophobia? your final answer? Yeah, final answer. That's your final answer. Yeah. No. The, really? The lie was the fear of grass clippings. Okay, that's hilarious, <laughs> number one. The fact that you came up with that, I'm very impressed. Uh, number two, you had the hippomophobia, which is the fear of long words, and yeah. hippopotamus is in there for some reason. Hippopotamonstrosis quipidali phobia. And then they have, what was the last one? Decidophobia. Decidophobia. Why didn't they just be like long wordophobia? <laughs> Don't ask me. Whoever whoever uh, came up with the hippopotamonstrosis quipidolophobia. Monstrosis quipidolophobia. Yeah, whoever came up with that is just mean. They're just mean. Um, but yeah, so that was um the, the one that I thought was like the funniest was the peanut butter one. I'm like, that's so freaking random. I, like, and I really. Specific. I really want to research if there's a fear of grass clippings. <laughs> I did. I did. Is there an actual fear of grass no, clippings? No, I could not find anything. So that's why I, because I was trying whatever I was like trying to come up with, like, I'm like, hey, there's got to not be like, there's a fear of grass. Anybody out there who's listening to this right now, uh, if you are afraid of grass clippings, <laughs> you get to decide what it's called, just so you know. Or you can call it plantriomophobia because that was cool. I came up with that one. There's also a fear of the color <laughs> yellow. It's called xanthrophobia. Xanthrophobia. Mm -hmm. There is um, the fear of, there was another one. <laughs> um, where is it? Hold on. Bear with but me, the you fear guys. of waiting for somebody to find something. <laughs> that is a very, very strong. Right here. Ergophobia is the fear of work. I'm like, I just want to call into work one day. Sorry, guys. I just have ergophobia. I just, I'm really scared of working. I don't want to work today. <laughs> I would love to get a doctor's note for that one. Sorry, right? I'm just afraid to work today. <laughs> yep. That's great. Was that what you got today? What? That, that's that, it? That, that's all that, I had that, for you? You got, you got phobias? Yeah, I thought, I mean, yeah, I thought it was funny. It was a fun little it, game. It, a little it, snippet. It was fun. I'm very... Grass clippings. Do you got any weird phobias, Trevor? Are you scared of anything? Oh. Scared of overcooking my steak and eating a bike tire. Oh, come on. That's not a real fear. <laughs> no. I would say I... Genuinely. Are you like... Do you have afraid any... Afraid of anything? Yeah. No. Oh, come on. You can't tell me that. We've been together how many years? What am I afraid of? I don't know. Failure. <laughs> <laughs> Me <laughs> and my silent treatments. Um, Kidding. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got something for you. You ready? Uh, okay, so one of my, um, one of my, mm, one of my favorite places, uh -huh. not favorite, but one of my bucket list items is the Faroe Islands. Faroe. Faroe Islands, Faroe Islands. It's called Faroe Islands. We like to call it Faroe because I don't know. We're going to make it weird. Put an emphasis on the row and not the. All right. Faroe. Okay. Just, just go on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that doesn't know. Um, so the, anybody. You. Everyone. All of our adoring fans listening. Uh, the Faroe. The, the, the zero or two or one. Or zero, <laughs> two or one fan <laughs> listening. Um <laughs> We fan. love, we love you. Fan. We have one fan. My mom will listen. <laughs> mom, I love you. <laughs> so uh, I, I was looking up just um, 
if you've ever seen the Faroe Island, there's there's like this cool little river, and it's like this. It looks like if it were to just crumble, like you just have this massive waterfall like going into the ocean. It looks like this island is just stacked up on this giant like cliffside, uh, <clears throat> and just it's known for its um, beautiful waterways and intense hiking trails uh, and fishing. Uh, it is a it's a it's a fishing island. It's actually part of Denmark. It's the farthest north in the in the North Atlantic in the frigid waters, uh, but it is part of Denmark. So they they control it. It has its own self sustaining government, and it's a really cool place. I would love to go there someday. That picture, that's the one. Isn't that beautiful? It'd be awesome to go. Yeah, I'm I'm looking because I wanted to see what you were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one day this will be on video, and you'll be able to see all the nonsense we're talking about. Uh, anyway, so. Fun fact about the Faroe Islands, no trees are native to that island. There are no trees on that island. Not a single one. There are trees that have been imported and sheltered in a, in a special area, but due to the, the westerly frigid winds. Like they just don't they survive. Just, they, they are so hard to, to, to survive. So it's just, it's crazy. Well, there's, I mean, there's trees that survive cold. Like, is it just, it's not. Islands racist against trees. Doesn't like trees. Freaking island. Freaking Treeist. <laughs> anyway, so um, so I, I as I was looking, I came across this beautiful statue of this um, this uh, well, this, this naked woman uh, coming out of the ocean, and she's like holding, you know, like to me it looked like like a wetsuit. I'm like, is this a skinny dipping story? So what's what's going on here? Found the statue by looking at the island, or did you find the island by looking for the statue? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually a very beautiful statue. I should get a little miniature one and hang it up in my... We'll put your face on it. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's it's this it, it's this legend, this this story of that goes back to really the, the, the island's founding, uh, which is really cool. So uh, on so so on this island, once a year, seals. Uh, would would get would gather. So obviously it's a fishing island. They they fish a lot. Seals fat. They need to eat. Um, but uh, they believe that uh, once a year that the seals uh, they they gather and they come to shore and remove their seal skin suit. Yes, seal skin suit. Like seal seals remove what? Yes. So huh? that that statue of the woman holding like whatever looks like a it, it's it's the skin of a seal is what she's holding. All right. So they uh, they shed their skin. So they shed like, their skin like once a once a night. So certain certain once stories. Once a night? No. <laughs> Did I say that's, once a night? Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> once a night, I shed my skin. Uh, so once a once a year. So different different like a snake. Different yeah, kind of, but not like they just like they get out of it and like they're in something else. They transform. So every every year, it's either on Christmas or on thirteenth night, whatever that means. Um, they they come to shore and they gather and they take their seal suit off, seal skin suit, and they transform into a human. And they yeah. have a dancing festival and they get to enjoy being human on okay, shore. Okay, so this for one isn't night. real life. No, this is okay, folklore. like what are you talking this, about? This is like, folklore. I, Listen to the mystical. I art. was like genuinely picturing like seals shedding their skin like a snake, and then all of a sudden it like morphed to like I'm not a horse, I'm a brew. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what was happening in my mind. <laughs> so, so let me tell you the tale, okay? So this is what gets passed down to, to uh, from from children to children to children, child to child. Uh, every family passes this story down. 
Uh, so on the Faroe Islands, once a year, the seals would gather and come to shore and remove their, their seal skin suits and be human for a night. So this either takes place on Christmas or, again, 13th night. I don't know what that means, but that sounds really weird. Moving on. Uh, a young farmer wanted to see this for himself and went down to the beach where the legend says the seals would come. As midnight approached, he noticed a large gathering of seals. One large seal popped its, his head up to check if the coast was clear. And one by one, the seals made it to shore and removed their skin suits and had a celebration. There was music and dancing, men and women, young and old. Uh, the farmer noticed one particular seal take off her suit and placed it on a rock nearest where he was hiding. She turned into the most beautiful young woman he had ever seen. As the beautiful woman was dancing with the rest of the group, the young farmer looked at the seal skin laying across the rock next to him. With the seals distracted, a plan hatched and grew. The young farmer decided that he and he alone must have this beautiful woman. Gross. Uh, yeah, so he, he hatched this plan uh, to take her her suit because he instantly he was smitten. He was smitten by this seal woman. All right. So when dawn approached, the dancing festival wound down and the seals once more gathered and put their seal skins on and returned to the ocean. The woman searched all over for her skin suit but could not find it. Growing worried, she looked harder and harder. The other seals were hollering from the ocean for her to hurry. But as the woman climbed over the last boulder in search for her suit, she found only the young farmer. And in his hands was her, her skin suit. She pleaded as long as she could and tried to convince the farmer to give it to her, but to no avail, she understood uh, what was to become of her. She followed the farmer back to his farm, where he locked up the suit in a large chest and in his room and held onto the key. For as long as he had the key, she would not be able to leave. He kept her... Uh, he kept her with him for many years, and they eventually married and had several children together. Over the years, the children were taught to never have access to the skin suit. The farmer has always kept the key in his possession. So I've, I've read different accounts. He you know, puts it around his neck or he puts it on his belt. Point is, it's his key. No one's, no one's allowed to touch it. Every night, the captive woman would venture down to the shore and stare into the horizon, and every night at the same time, a large male bull seal would float off in the distance and stare back. One day, while the farmer went out for a fishing voyage, he realized that the key around his belt was missing. After all those years, he finally got sloppy and forgot it. He said to the other men on the boat, We must turn around and head back, for I will surely lose my wife this day. The men pulled their nets and set a heading back to shore. By the time the farmer returned home, he found that his children were left all alone. The fire had been put out, the knives were placed on a high shelf so the children wouldn't get hurt, and the chest that was in the farmer's room was open and empty. The seal woman was gone. Over the years, the children would be seen looking into the ocean, looking for their mother. Some say that she was often spotted, keeping a distant eye on her human children. The years passed, and the farmer... Drowning his sorrows and spirits, longed for the companionship that he so so carelessly let go. The village would soon go for a hunting trip for seals this time. Dun, dun, uh, the night before, the woman appeared to the farmer in a dream, pleading for him to spare the lives of her partner and cubs. You see, the large male, large male seal that was, would stare back at her uh, every time she'd go out and look into the, into the ocean, uh, that was her partner and that he would be lying at the entrance of the cave that the villagers would go to the next morning. She described the color of the skins of her partner and the baby cubs that he would know not to hurt them. 
and that they would be at the back of the cave. Well, the farmer awoke in days and a fire of vengeance took over him. Uh, he would not heed the wishes of his wife who abandoned him. They sailed to the cave and slaughtered the large bull seal at the entrance and worked their way to the back of the cave where two baby seals were sleeping. The farmer drew his spears and in the blink of an eye, both seals were dead. It's pretty ruthless. <laughs> Just baby seals. It's like, ah, leave the babies alone, but okay. That's messed up. Well, so, okay. So, so the villagers ended up divvying up the spoils and um, the farmer ended up receiving the head of the bull. Um, I don't know if they, you know, some stories that say it's a, it's a trophy or, you know, they cook the heads in culture. So um, he had the bull head and then the fins of the baby seals. Uh, so they had this huge feast um, and something happened. They were about ready to dig in and uh, something burst down the door. Uh, smoke filled the room. It was, it was the woman only in this time she was in the form of a banshee. Other accounts, she was a troll. I don't know. A troll in the story seems a little weird. The banshee kind of ghostly figure seems a little bit more intriguing. I don't know. You're the edge of your seat. You tell me. <laughs> Upon seeing the remains of uh, of her her family that was slaughtered, she cried out a curse. Uh, Cursed are the men of this island, for some will die at sea and others fall from the mountaintops until there be as many dead as can link hands around uh, the shores of Kalsoy. She had pronounced these words. She had been vanished and a great crash of thunder. She was never seen again. But to this day, as it so happens from time to time, that men from the village drown at sea and fall from the tops of the cliffs. It, was, it is feared that the number of victims is not yet great enough for all the dead to link hands around the whole perimeter of the island. So this whole legend is essentially to explain, hey, children, this is why daddy didn't come home from his fishing trip. It's because there's a curse on the island. Interesting. They actually believe that uh, that they are descendant from the blood of seals. So the children in that story, they say that they can they can actually not I don't know about DNA, but they uh, they trace their ancestry down from from that that couple, those children, uh, and many of the people on that island have webbed feet. Like legit. Legit, they have webbed feet, so they believe that they have the blood of seals running through their veins. Interesting. You sure it's not just a spooky story that they tell their kids so they don't go to the edge of the island and fall off and die? Uh, most likely. This is the only. It, so this is like the Moana story, only like in frigid temperatures. Yeah. Sounds about right. And no one leaves. <laughs> no one. That's exactly it. So that's that's my story today. That is that is my haunting, lore-ish fish lady story yeah i went and looked at the statue pretty statue yeah it is actually yeah i mean she like, needs to wear a bra or something but. nah <laughs> let him let him sway it's, it's like you it's like you with a with a with a suit except i'm not that busty mm. <laughs> all right so on a lighter note not that that was like heavy but uh, i don't think that was heavy no it wasn't but no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, if a lot of people die, and then enough people need to die in order to okay, hold now hands you're around the heavy. island, and then and then that's it. That's nothing else. So, so I do have one question. So they don't think enough people have died yet to hold hands around the island. Correct. So we can't go until enough people have died. Is that what you're saying? Right, but it only <laughs> applies to islanders because they're a bunch okay, of only, a-holes. To, only if you 
that were born and raised there. Oh yeah, like for visitors all, are fine. For all islands have do not have a uh, I was gonna say a terrorist problem. <laughs> they don't have a tourist deficit problem. Um, they produce like seven point three billion dollars a year in GDP, which is it's a little itty bitty freaking island. I'm like, what is there else to do besides fish and be cold? So they they. So if you're a tourist, you'll be fine. You're yeah, you're fine. Oh, yep, tourists okay. are fine. Okay, we can go visit then. That's fine. Cool. So bucket list? Yeah. When? Let's do it. When? Uh, yesterday. Like we should have gone yesterday. We should yesterday. have gone yesterday. Yeah. We, so we didn't have babysitters yesterday. <laughs> okay, tomorrow. Tomorrow. We have church. We have church tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. We're in a quite the predicament. Oh, it's a pickle. <laughs> so, um, Indy was so funny today. Um. Indy's our daughter. Yeah, Indy's our daughter. Four-year-old. <laughs> um, redhead. Smart Alec. Sassy. Um, and <laughs> we were listening to the lovely Encanto soundtrack on repeat for probably two or three hours. That's what you doing all day when I was out in the yard. Yeah. Like cleaning the house, Encanto. Playing with the kids, Encanto. Coloring, Encanto. Everything is Encanto. Um and I was like, Indy, please, please, please pick something different. I'm like, mommy's going to go crazy. So we came to an agreement of listening to the Disney station on Pandora. That's the, that's the best compromise really, I could uh, get Really breaking new ground there, honey. <laughs> it's the best compromise I could get. So we had turned on disney and the first song that came on was we don't talk about bruno and indy looks at me with her eyes all wide like mom and she's like you're crazy now mom (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yes yes i am indy (laughs) to be fair she's right (laughs) i was crazy before that though i was crazy two kids ago yeah <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for bagging me up there. Well, you know, you just got them crazy eyes. Yeah. For you. Okay. And with that, <laughs> that's what we have for you today, guys. We have a date. With our pillows? Because I'm exhausted. Oh, that's usually the answer. <laughs> I get no sleep. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Uh join us next time for episode three. And don't forget, stay beautiful. <laughs> What? I, I don't know. We're still working on catchphrases, okay? All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Well, that's all the time we have today, folks. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, life's not always sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it's unicorns and meat cleavers. <laughs> <laughs>